Sniper Trading wants to snipe some views. <laughs> I like the name. What's going on, everyone? What's up? What's up? Uh, Steven here and Demetri here, guys. We are in Manhattan right now for episode number one of our new podcast. Uh, I'll let uh, Demetri introduce himself. Uh, first of all, I want to welcome you to New York. Thank you for coming, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, my name is Dimitri. Um, I've been a trader for over nine years. Uh, been a lot of ups and downs, but um, thankfully, I'm a little bit like making some money now. Yeah. It's feeding my family. Yep. Uh, but the struggle was definitely real and um, a lot of traders actually know that the struggle is real and but once you get it it's really worth it 100 percent. so we, we pretty much wanted to do this podcast uh more of an informative podcast guys teach about trading uh weekly updates monthly updates and uh certain strategies that work or market conditions so we're gonna try to be very consistent uh with these podcasts so yeah, for sure. And uh, it's going to be mostly spy. Oh, yeah. Like, only uh, spy. Yeah, only spy, actually. Like, I know a lot of people like to trade Tesla, NVIDIA and stuff, but I don't do any of that. I literally, I got one stock on my watch list. It's just spy. So why do you, why only spy? Only spy because um, I try to put my full attention to spy. Yeah. Because every single ticker has its, like its own personality. Exactly. Own levels and stuff and I I don't want to get lost. Yeah. You know Me like too. you just you just got to focus on one thing and you'll be profitable like that. Yeah. If you just avoid the noise, I feel like. Yeah. No, I agree. I only trade spy as well. Just cuz there's more liquidity there and the more you pay attention, the more work and consistency you are to trading one tickers the more profitable you'll be over time because we know how spy moves we've seen because spy often repeats history yeah so we're always we've seen something before it may not happen but sometimes like we're prepared for it whether a big sell-off big rip that's why i like trading spy guys i i only trade spy i don't need to play any other tickers it just doesn't make sense to me because i know i can make money day in day out on spy i could buy market i don't got to worry about yep. uh, the bid and the ask being off i buy in where i want to buy and i i sell where i want to sell so that's a that's why we're both only trade spy so this podcast is going to be uh strictly on spy we may dabble into other stocks if there's good plays coming up to be alerting yeah I, yeah the reason also i trade spy only is uh it's cheaper Mm-hmm. because there's zero dates yeah. and I, I predominantly only trade zero dates. Mm-hmm. Like if you trade a Tesla or like a NVIDIA or any kind of other ticker, especially on a Monday or a Tuesday, you're going to be paying like 600 bucks a contract Yeah. where SPY, it's going to be what, like 80 cents, 90 cents, a dollar, Yeah. zero dates in the money. And you're literally riding an elephant. That's what I, yeah. that's what I say. Yeah. It's like, you're going to pay 500 bucks and then you're just going to, you're gonna wait for three four candles to make like what 60 bucks 70 bucks a contract yeah when three four candles for us is like 30 40 percent yeah exactly so i love zero dates even when it's like on fridays like sometimes i'll look at tesla or apple or nvidia if it's mm-hmm. like a really good setup yeah but still spy is just it's a beast man. yeah i really like spy when you're trading uh zero days how are you are, do, are you sizing any hitting a full position off the bat and are you buying out the money or in the money? Like I usually buy in the money or as close as possible in the money. Mm-hmm. And personally, me, I start off with like 100 contracts. Mm-hmm. I don't really recommend to anybody to start off with 100 contracts. It's just by account yeah. size. It's a little bit large. So 100 contracts is like it's like 1% of my account. And uh, if it goes against me, I take an L immediately and just wait for the next key level. Mm-hmm. If it goes for me, like I could sell half and yeah. let like another half, like keep riding yeah. until I even either break even or like, it just depends if it's like on a trend day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, usually I size in with like a hundred contracts. 
Yeah. That's like my first plate. If it's like a second plate, usually I size in half of that mm-hmm. just to be a little bit more conservative. Yeah. Because I don't want to lose. Yeah. Like if I'm green, I want to stay green. Yeah. Like that's I learned the hard way, man. Yeah. That's what I preach though. Like one thing I've learned is for me to size in. Yeah. Sizing in is so important, especially when you're doubling down because you're, you're bringing your cost average down with you. Yeah. So as the, if your contracts go against you, your cost average is going against you too. Once you double the size down, that's why I like, I usually do, I call it 25% rule. Um, so I start in with 25% of my position mm-hmm. and then I'll double that down. If it goes against me, like between 10 and 15 cents on the contracts and then I'll double that down. So 50% and I have the other 50% if I need to, or if I have more confirmation of the play and that's when I'll hit a full size position. Yeah, for sure. But it's very important to double down a position because if you say, for instance, you're buying like 10 contracts and it goes down like 15 cents on you, if you're only buying one or two, it's not gonna touch your cost average, right? I like to bring my cost average down with me. So, and in most cases where you originally bought, I'm in the money already. Yeah. Like from my first buy-in, but without the play even happening, I'm already green. That's why I like, I personally like doing that. And sometimes uh, you end up getting the best spot, like the higher the low, and I just let the 25% of my position ride. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah, for me, I try not to trade the first five to 10 minutes of market open. Mm-hmm. It's very volatile. Uh, I, I wanna see what the market's doing. Usually they always set up a trap, mm-hmm. like, for me, I say it's set up a trap, but it's just liquidity, I guess, for yeah. bulls and bears. Yeah. So they, it's usually always fuckery in the beginning. So mm-hmm. I try to not trade the first 10 minutes. And um, looking at the pre-market, you just make your levels. So a lot of people actually are interested how do how we make levels. Yeah. You want to start with you or like... Yeah, I could... Because well, you're pretty, pretty much, good at levels. <laughs> yeah. Um, I pretty much ju- just only play my key levels, right? Um, I will be posting a video. Dimitri and I will both be posting yeah. one about how we make our key levels. But um, pretty much I make my key levels on the 30-minute time frame, the four-hour time frame, and then the daily. Yeah. And if I'm playing intraday, like uh, for a scalp, I will be playing – I will use the five-minute chart, go back like two, three days, and I'll make them on the spy chart, like on the five-minute time frame. Yeah. So in each – key level I make the higher in time frame is the law lo- is the safer contracts that I need to purchase and the longer it's going to take to develop like if I make if we're using like Friday as an example I made my key levels from Thursday and it's we're coming up to the key level it may it, it had a big rejection or support uh, from the day before I'll scalp that I'll hit same days but if I make for instance um, a key level on the daily time frame I know I can't use same days there because it can go way past and way above. It takes a lot more time to develop the higher in time frames you go. So that's pretty much how I choose my contract prices. So in 30 minute, if I'm making uh, trades on the thir- based off the 30 minute chart, I will end up getting like three, four days out. On the daily, I'll go a week, two weeks out. Depends how like good the setup is. Sometimes I'll go a month, like what's happening right now. That's why we loaded up on SPXS. Um, and yeah, that's a, that's what I, that's how I play the five minute. If I make it from the previous day or the previous week in the, on the five minute time frame, I'll scalp same days. Yeah, for sure. That's pretty much me. What about you? Uh, we, I keep it simple. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I don't even make key levels. Yeah. Like I make key levels for a group, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, like it's the most simplest thing for me. Like I, I just look at intraday and it depends on how from the pre-market to the intraday as you go mm-hmm. how the mountains are created yeah once you reach a top of the mountain boom that's either supply or demand yeah just mark that as your level mm-hmm. and that's one level already if it comes back to it and rejects it hit puts 100 percent. but i could give you guys like nine key levels off the bat like every single day you could just do previous closing price mm-hmm. previous day high previous day low mm-hmm um pre-market high pre-market low previous week high previous week low and previous month uh uh, high and previous month low or even current month high and low yeah those are literally the best key levels yeah that's how i used to trade i was just about to say that until you said that like it's so easy like you just don't even have to complicate things like that exactly like 
a lot of people ask like hey 30 minutes one hour four hour what do you look for exactly like just remember those that's yeah. like nine key levels and just trade that they, they don't work out all the time but that's how i started off yeah being a little bit more consistent being profitable it's just playing the high the low and the previous close so i would have three lines on uh my chart yeah right so if we gapped up and we came back down we we're coming back down to either the previous close or the previous day high that's when i would hit calls yeah and, and vice versa uh, on the bottom sometimes we gap up way too high or gap down way too low that you can't play those levels but um for a beginner trader it's definitely something to watch watch and wait that's yeah. it don't even trade yeah like i sometimes don't even take a trade until two o'clock yeah. like you just gotta wait yeah. be patient uh market loves impatient people mm -hmm. in my opinion uh i was one of them for many 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 years mm -hmm. blew up many accounts yeah you gotta know yourself 100%. like for me personally i i'm a gambler mm -hmm. i i get the thrill of making money real quick and obviously that personality it's a rush yeah so you just immediately it's like yo i, I can do it again mm -hmm. but you just eventually blow up yeah i feel like everyone starting off trading deals with that exact same issue yeah, for sure. I dealt with that as well yeah. because you could end up hitting it's like that's what I preach to people like to not do same days because you can make money consistently and make a crap load of money in like two months straight right yeah. playing same days one bad day you can blow up your account or lose 50% of your account if you lose 50% of your account you have to make a hundred percent back just to be break-even you, you lose 25% of your account, you gotta make 50%, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, once you understand uh, when you're taking that big of a hit on your account percentage-wise, man, you're gonna trade so much better. Because a lot of people are like, uh, even people I run into now in the Discord, they have small accounts, 1,500, 2,000, and they think they could make a couple hundred bucks a day. You know, that's 10% of your account daily. That is crazy gains and it's very high risk i couldn't even tell you the last time i made five percent of my account <laughs> right yeah. two percent of my account it's it all comes down to your, your risk management you know what i mean and you got to be realistic so what i tell people like 1500 2000 you should try to make like 50 60 bucks a day like try to be consistent first and then the money will follow you have to have consistency first and the money will follow don't try to make a lot of money at the start yeah work on the consistency and the money will come do not focus on money guys yeah. uh i was I, actually curious yeah. sorry to cut you off i'm curious about I, I always wanted to ask you this i preached for every trader to have their own set of rules yeah right and you create these rules the longer you're trading because you make a lot of mistakes and you fix them what is your what's your rules for yourself that you st stick to no matter what I I have a lot of set of rules. I my number one rule is do not overtrade. Mm -hmm. Do not overtrade. I don't care if it's like a like a you know like one of those days where it's just uptrending yeah. or downtrending, and it's just the easiest. It's just the easiest days. Yeah, you could just sit on the computer. Mm -hmm. If it just pulls back, we buy calls. Yeah, you, you bank mm -hmm. pulls back again, just buy calls. Pulls back again, buy calls. Mm -hmm. I don't care. If I make two to three hits and they're good and I get my daily profit goal target, I'm out. I turn off the computer, I'm out. Yeah. For me, it's do not over trade because you could get like four or five darts. You will eventually hit like one or two darts, but that other dart, yeah. you're not going to hit. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> <We've been there. laughs> you know, that dart, you could just pick it up. Yeah. But in the stock market, it's it's taking an L and how you said it, you could take a 50% loss. Yeah. Or some people just don't like taking losses and they just blow up. Yeah. So over trading is like my number one rule. And that brings me to my next thing. What I'm very curious of what rules you use, because the more you trade, the more rules you have, because you get burned and you don't want to make those mistakes again. And I preach to everyone, all the students to make a set of rules. Yeah. Right. We all have a set of rules. What would be your like top three, top four rules that you I'm going to read them off because yeah. I have them literally right next to my computer. Okay. And I preach to them, uh, be patient on my setups, uh, respect my key levels. What is it called? Uh, patience, patience. It's mostly patience. And, uh, one to two quality trades a day. Yeah. That, those are like my biggest rules. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no reason to throw mark, uh, money 
into the market. Yeah, for no reason. Just for no reason. Yeah. But mostly it's be patience mm -hmm. and apply to your principles, like know yourself mm -hmm. and um, follow key levels. Yeah. 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 My, I stick to like, if I had to pick three, um, what is it called? Three rules that I follow on a daily basis, I try to follow. So number one is I don't like playing the first five minute candle of open yeah. because I just find myself, I've been burnt more times than I made money. So I personally decided to have one of my rules is don't play opening candle, right? That's like the number one that I follow. And when I d go against that, like I did last week, uh, actually on Friday, I bought the first five minute candle and I had to put in a full size position, more than a full size position. And because it ended up hitting the key level I was waiting for. I got in early, I made the mistake. I was trying to play an overreaction. So that's like the number one rule for myself is to um, just not play the opening candle, right? And if I had to go number two, number two would be three losses consecutively, I'm done. If I make three trades and they're losses, I, I just close shot for the day. I don't try to get the money back. I don't try anything else. I don't wait. I close my computer for the day nice. and leave it. No revenge trading. No revenge trading. Because I've done that multiple times and I end up, instead of losing hypothetically 500 bucks, if I continue trading, it may be like $2,000 loss, right? Or a thousand, double it. So that's why I've, uh, I, I do that as well. So uh, three loss rule, very, very tight stop losses too. I'm never taking big losses. So every trade which brings me into rule number three is every trade i need to have an entry and an exit before i get in so i know this is going to be my stop loss and this is where i'm going to be taking profits so those are my top three rules that you guys should be following too it's we're not the first people to do this there's a reason why uh we sound repetitive uh and you may this, this content may be uh repetitive because it's actually it works like every it's what, what this is what I tell people. If you go get a job at McDonald's or you're a construction worker, they give you a set of rules. Yeah. Every job in this world, they give you a set of rules. If you do not follow those rules, you get fired. Yeah. So if you want to become a day trader, you need a set of rules. You have to have a set of rules because if you do not have a set of rules, you're going to get fired, AKA you're going to blow up your account. Yeah. So you need to have the discipline. You need to have structure to your trading and you need to have a set of rules that you're going to follow. If not, you're gonna get fired, aka you're blowing up your account. Yeah, that's like. The I, most I actually thing. have set of rules that I actually follow. I I kind of misinterpreted your question. Mm -hmm. uh, number one rule for me is I do not throw any money in if it's not a key level. Yeah. Number two, I do not trade lunch hours. Yeah. And I preach to this a lot me in too. the door yeah. Discord. Like I'm, I even call it zombie hours. Yeah, you do. Because the market makers, they all go to lunch. They all enjoy their margaritas and they yeah. just turn on the fucking, uh, what is it called? Autopilot. Yeah. And that autopilot just, it just burns. Yeah. Exactly. Like what I, what I mean burns, like it, it burns your data, especially mm -hmm. if you're on zero dates. Oh yeah. It burns your data. And lunch hours is usually from 12 to one, mm -hmm. 1130 even. I don't trade after 1130 to one o'clock. You'll notice like the candles are barely moving. Wherever we started from 1130, we will end up usually at one o'clock. So it's like if you were holding hopes, yeah. your position is literally half already. Easy. Easy half. And being in the same area, just yeah. from the, the ups, ups and downs. Yeah. Uh, the fake outs, fake yeah. breakouts, fake, fake out, fake downside. I do not trade lunch hours. That yeah. is like the most amount of money I've lost before. Yeah. So I don't trade lunch sure. hours. Uh, another big rule, which I would recommend, like for beginner traders, mm -hmm. I used to have this rule. Don't trade the last 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. Because the spreads are crazy. Yeah. Especially if you're playing SPX, mm. the spreads are crazy and it's very volatile. And usually like a huge percentage of the retail traders, they lose all their money the last 30 minutes of the market. I agree. So that's a, like a big rule, but you got to know yourself and follow these rules. Yeah. No, I know it like you'd be surprised how many people just going based off the polls in our Discord, that how many people hit green in the morning when we're trade when we're live trading, and then how they flip red. And then they switch up, yeah. People need to know, like, if you make your daily goal, leave for the day. It's a job. If you're able to to replace an income 
Like, say you make two, three hundred dollars in a trade. Yeah. What are you going to continue trading for? Yeah, hence my overtrading rule. Your, your previous yeah. job, more than your previous job used to pay you. Because a lot of people, they end up, like you said, they get into a gambling addiction. They want to keep more. They want more. They want more. But if you are blessed enough to be green on the day and you make a price target that you want to reach daily or monthly, if you hit that, just leave shop for the day. That's the benefits of being a day trader. Yeah. When you're able to... You see the YouTube videos, they put their computer open. Oh, it's it's uh, 9.50, done for the day. And now I'm gonna go on the beach. Like that's re like the, the real day traders guys that make money like that, that's exactly what they do. They're not sitting on the computer all day like the, the degenerates and, you know what I mean? Like they're not gonna sit there for eight hour, an eight hour shift and keep gambling. Make your money leave. If another setup comes, you you your risk should be 25 to 50% of your profit only if it's the best setup at the best price like a, like a wicked play that's when I will enter after my daily goal and I'll risk a little bit of my profit but I would never give my profit away I never go green to red if oh, I'm green the on the day I'm green on the day right and it's just like when I enter a trade I never let a green trade go red once I'm in the money if I'm up five ten cents not five, but like if I'm up 10 cents plus, my stop losses break even. That's yeah, half stop losses, guys. Uh, I don't, I don't like stop losses, like the physical the legit ones. physical ones, yeah. Because yeah. market makers Me fuck too. you. Yeah. Uh, they actually they they want you to have stop losses because those are the like the fuckery candles. Yeah. But uh, have mental stops and yeah. apply to them. Yeah. Um, I don't recommend anybody that has like. Like, you know, when you have, like, family issues or, like, money issues or, like, you're down to your last $1,000 or $2,000, that's when, like, start you start getting emotional. That's when gambling starts yeah, hitting, like, it's not man. enough. You got to have a clear mind. Yeah, have to. Like, don't be – the market doesn't have to present a trade every day. Yeah. You it doesn't have, have to. Mind. So you don't need to force a trade. You put the key levels down. And once you understand, if you're, especially if you're a new trader watching this, even a novice trader, whatever you are, once you realize that you have a predetermined play, you know where you want to enter, you know what the best price is going to be for whether, whatever you're playing, you don't buy until that. And if that level does not happen, don't get in. You yeah. don't need to trade every day because you could not trade for three days. And on the fourth day, you can make two, three weeks of profit in one trade. Oh, yeah. Patient pace. Waiting for Patient space. Yeah, waiting for the best setup. Like, for sure, man. But yeah, that, that's an, another thing that I wanted to bring to light. A lot of people, they're all, always sticking to just one strategy. You know what I mean? And they're not putting, they're not learning anything new. When it comes to trading, guys, Dimitri and myself, we're always learning. We're both consistently watching new videos, reading new books about trading. We're focusing and journaling our losses to see what we did wrong, what we can do better. There, this industry, guys, it's a never stop learning industry. N don't be sure. scared to um, be able to learn more. Like learn something you don't know. Learn you can learn about different indicators. Touch up on your candlestick patterns or shapes of the chart or key level supports and resistances, roofs and ceilings. Just never think that you know enough because that's what that was my issue when I first started off trading. I thought I was like the greatest of all time. You know what I mean? And I was very inconsistent. But I'm like, I don't need to know anything. I know what I'm doing. Someone gave me a million bucks right now. Uh, I'd be able to make that by 100 million by the end of the year. Like that was my thinking. You know what I mean? Like it, it's so much more than that. This is the one industry that you need to continuously learn, still learn, grow. There's there some you may learn stuff from people you never would guess right For people sure. part of the program new traders they may bring something to you um something to you there's there's way too much information out there and a lot of people are just being stuck on one simple strategy don't be scared to open up and try new things you know market I mean? evolves it, it, it evolves exactly like constantly. uh also there's cycles involved yeah so you got to trade in the cycles Hundred percent. Um, you always got to be open-minded to it. Like, there's a lot of strategies. Like, there's like the gap reversal strategies. There's mm -hmm. the thirty-minute 30 candle strategies. Mm -hmm. uh, you just got to keep learning. And for me, I would say you got to stay focused. Mm -hmm. You got to stay focused. Like, hence, like how we started. Like, we just trade spy. Yeah. We're only gonna talk about spy. Mm -hmm. 
like a, a lot of people they have so many tickers on their watch list they're not focused they're just it's, they're just all over the place yeah you literally have to stay focused and put in the homework exactly like a lot of people just they want handouts exactly like what plays they they join a million discords because they keep getting um talked into from a video or whatnot that this person will make you money consistently if you ever join a new discord and you see your or any program any educational program that you're buying for trading if they're being consistent and they're calling out great plays don't just follow the play ask the questions like why how did you see this like what made you get into this play there's not a lot of questions ever being asked everyone wants it to be served on a silver spoon yeah you know what i mean like <laughs> spoon fed. you got if you want to be consistent and you want to be a profitable trader no one's gonna help you it's on you it's on you you have to learn so a lot of people need to start taking advantage and asking the questions a lot of people don't ask questions anymore they just want oh what trade are you entering guys what's the next move what's the next move well look at the chart and you tell yourself what the next move is you tell yourself the best level to buy calls or puts or whatever shares or futures you know what i mean like you have to be self-sufficient you have to be able to feed yourself when no one's there so if if you find someone that is being very consistent and calling out good plays you should uh, ask how they're coming up with those plays. Like, what are they doing different than you? Why can they see this, but you can't see that? It's all about asking those questions. And I feel like th that's what a lot of communities lack is people are just getting lazy. They just want to get rich quick. And they don't understand that this is that one industry that it's not a get rich quick industry. There are some YOLO trades that can go a couple thousand percent of course that's in anything in life even yep. real estate you can get lucky like whatever it is but to make this as a second income or to replace an income it's about consistency and it's about education and you need to do your own due diligence to enter this market because no one's going to save you right you could follow for instance you can come on the uh Dimitri and I's discord and we could be live streaming for two months straight we make money every single day and one trade you follow, you blow up your account. That's not our fault, because we're not saying we don't lose. Every trader loses. You just need to win more than you lose to be profitable. Yep. And that's what people don't understand. They could see us make 100 bangers, and then they'll follow one of our positions, full port, shitty contracts, and blow up their account. And that's why everyone in here, you have to worry about yourself. This is a selfish industry, because you have to protect your money. No one's going to help you make money the rest of your life. You're going to want to feed yourself. And I just feel like that's where a lot of people are going wrong now. They just want to get rich quick. And that's what a lot of programs are selling, get rich quick. And there's there's no education anymore. Yep, that's where revenge trading comes. That's yeah. when trading just to trade comes. you got to be disciplined. Mm -hmm. you got to know yourself. And you just got to you got to learn how to feed your own fish yeah like if you learn how to catch your own fish instead of just being fish fed mm -hmm. it oh my god it's just gonna change your life as you said you might replace an income mm -hmm. you might replace a job sure it's revolutionary yeah like, we've been doing this for over 10 years mm -hmm. and yeah 70 percent of our journey was losses exactly so you could just take that into account like learn Mm -hmm. uh, it'll save you a lot of money and stress. It's yeah. like it's much like it's like be, it's like <laughs> it's like me going to uh, a hospital and asking the doctor, "I want to learn how to do heart surgeries. Show me." Yeah, and <laughs> I'm gonna follow you. You know, that's what a lot of people expect out of trading, because it, and it discredits the amount of time that the professional traders have put in. Like it's not like people just think it's easy. Like show me like friend, my even me, my close circle friends and family, they're like, "Oh, teach me how to do that. Teach me how to do that." It's it. I, it's nothing I could teach in one day. You have to put the time in. You have to put the the work in to do that. For sure, right? It's just people. They're so freaking uh, crazy lately, man. It they just depends just on what they want to do. Like we are traders. Yeah. I don't care if the market goes up. I don't care if the market goes down. We make profits in the charts. Yeah. So there's like trading. I know there's um, investing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like to invest. Mm -hmm. Screw it. Invest. Turn off your phone forever delete the app look at it in 10 years that's yeah. investing for you 100 don't get emotional but if you want to trade you got to follow these rules mm -hmm. and then there's speculating mm -hmm. but speculating is like those fomo plays yeah but don't like put all in on fomo plays yeah like 
just put like one percent of your wins exactly into those crazy YOLO plays. I'm sorry, not FOMO. Yeah. Uh, it just depends on what like cycle you want to play. Yeah, that's true. But no, when know. it comes to trading, it's discipline. Yeah. I think the whole business is about discipline because yeah. and risk management. Gotta yeah. protect the capital. You gotta right? protect the capital. And it's like the, the business. Best it's like a business. Yeah. You're, you can't just blow up a business. You gotta, you gotta allocate your money the right way. Exactly. And it's like your proper investments aren't always gonna be a hit. Yep. Like I- imagine, like you're just like buying food. Yeah. You're in a restaurant business, and like your number one thing is burgers. Mm-hmm. But now you want to start up pizza. Mm-hmm. Pizza backfires. Cut it off immediately if it backfires. Yeah. Don't just hold it and just make your business suffer. Exactly. I think that's how like trading is. Yeah. Like, if it's a losing trade. Yeah. Cut it. Yeah. And a lot of people are not meant to be day traders. It's a very, it's very, very hard to have the self-discipline to not turn it into a gambling addiction and only the strong survive and it may not be suitable for you. And you have to be able to understand that, but that doesn't mean you can't still learn because even investing for long term, you need to know if I'm buying, for instance, Tesla, how do I, where's the best entry for me to buy? right for long term i'm not going to just market buy at the high of a chart and i'm not going to market buy when something's falling off a cliff yeah it's always good you don't have to uh be a day trader to learn how to invest like what we do in, on the five minute chart dimitri and i we also do this on the daily time frame investing uh for our children and family on the daily chart of different stocks it's the same thing what i do on the five minute chart is the same way i would invest on a daily time frame, is this a good buy? Is this a good sell? If I sell here with profit, can I find get a better entry? Right? Yep. It's always it's it's about knowing that you're confident in entering something. Yeah, it depends right? on what you want. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, let's get into some questions then. Yeah, for sure, man. I yeah. got my, I got the Discord questions here. Let's run it. So, uh, Ryan, Option Doctor said, uh, what led you to start trading options and how long have you been doing it for? Shout out uh, Options Doctor, Ryan. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's a GOAT. Um, I started options, I don't even know what year it was, to be honest. But what put me on to options was um, less capital. I didn't need, because I used to trade shares. So, I would need a big sum of my money, if not all the money I had in my bank, to trade shares. Once I found out about options, um, you could trade with, you don't need a lot of money to trade options to be profitable, right? So that's the reason why I ended up getting into options. But you guys watching this are, you guys are lucky as hell because Dimitri and myself and uh, a million other traders, we had to lose our own hard earned money to get to where we are today. Yeah. You guys now have funded accounts for futures that you could pay 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 60 bucks, and still make money monthly without risking your actual capital. Oh yeah. So you, you, the, everyone who's getting the trading now, you guys have it way better than we had it. I had to lose multi six figures to be able to be good at trading. Instead of like, imagine we had funded accounts back then, 60 bucks at a time. It's, Didn't have to risk any money. It's so Come on. E- it it Come sounds on. easy, but. It's crazy. For sixty bucks, you could get like what 50, 50 grand. In some deals, three hundred grand. It's like crazy. I recommend everyone start taking advantage of that. Honestly, like why use capital? You could still use a spy chart. There's no theta decay, and that's how I got into options. But anyone new getting into options, unless you have over twenty five k, thirty k, I would just stick to a funded account. It's way less emotional stress. You, it's uh, you don't gotta. You're not scared every trade. Be like, oh my God, I'm using all my money right now. I hope this goes down. You know what I mean? If you blow up that account, you just buy another one for 60 bucks. Like our commission fees alone per trade are a couple hundred dollars. Oh yeah. Right? Like I, I would way rather spend 60 bucks and uh, get better at trading like that. And it's it's not just, um, it's not paper trading either. When, when there's paper trading, uh, there's no financial gain. But the way the funded accounts work is you could eventually pay yourself. Yeah. And it's going to teach you, funded accounts are going to teach you um, the self-discipline because they don't give you a big percentage to lose. So you have to trade it so very smartly and only wait for the best setups possible. And I think 
if anyone starts off with a funded account and you get funded and you start making money, you're going to be a wicked options trader because it's it that teaches you the most patience ever. It's crazy. 100%. Um, if you are definitely new at trading, I would go funded account. Leave options to later. Options are options go to zero, guys. Yeah, right? it's similar like to paper trading, which is very just, similar. Just, uh, just paying 60 bucks. 60 bucks. And but you can still yeah. make. I know uh, like one of our professors, Gundy, he's been pulling out for like in chunks of like 40 plus K. So it, he gets paid. I, crazy, yeah. I thought it was a scam. Honestly, when I first heard about it, I didn't trust it. And I have people around me that are trading funded accounts and they're taking out big money. Why would you risk your own capital? And if you are struggling with options right now, guys, leave the account, go buy a funded account and go get funded. And the best thing about futures too, is if you have a day job, you can come back from work and still make a couple trades. You do it at nighttime or early in the morning before work. Futures is the way is, is the new wave. If I could go back in time, I would have stuck to futures. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Because the ES is basically the SPX or the SPY. Yeah. And I know I went completely off topic there, yeah. but I just wanted to say that. Um, yeah. Okay. So, Ryan, that was our first question. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get question number two. What is your typical trading style or tra uh, strategy? Are you more inclined towards directional trading, volatility plays, or other strategies? Okay. I'll start off. I basically stick to overreaction plays on key levels. Mm hmm that's what works for me, whether with the trend or against the trend, I'm, I'm known to go against the trend often because that's just my, I'm very profitable at that. That's my type of trading style, but I also go the same overreactions with the trend, mm -hmm. right? Uh, that's what I like doing that. What's works for me. I snipe guys. I'm taking anywhere between 10 and 20 cents on my contracts. And yeah, that, that's what I'm doing. I'm getting in and out. I'm not holding hopes. I'm not sitting there trying to get rich off one play. I hit with size where I'm supposed to, and I get out as quick as possible. Because if I'm putting 100 contracts in, 200 contracts in, I can make $1,000, $2,000 in seconds. What am I gonna keep holding for? I don't care if I could have made 100 grand that day. I made 1,000 bucks, 2,000 bucks in a couple minutes of work, see you later. Yeah. That's me, I take, if I see green, I take it, guys. I don't, I barely use runners. I don't hold runners that much. I take. I hit with size, I get in, I get out. I don't need a five point move on spy, a two, three point move on spy. I, I play one candle. And if you do get lucky and you hit a big gain in one candle, who cares what happens the rest of the day? Yeah, this goes for the zero dates, obviously. But yeah, yeah. I, you I, and I, don't I have even the use same zero I don't even use zero dates that much. You know what I mean? I'll do like I'll do that with like three, four days out. Right? Because I hit with size and make 10, 20 cents. I'm like, okay, I'm done. What about you? You couldn't have named it better. Like right. I, <laughs> I, I also wait a couple of candles. I, yeah. I'm a momentum trader. Like yeah. if I see momentum is up, I wait for a pullback, and I'm in. And I hit it with size also, as I mentioned, like a hundred contracts. Mm -hmm. I wait one, two staking candles. I'm out. Yeah, and Me too. thousands in seconds, man. I you can't even tell you the last time I waited two full candles. Like I'm out in the first bar <laughs> usually, right? Because that's just how we size in. We, we hit a hundred contracts. If we're up a thousand dollars, what am I going to hold for? Like I used to work <laughs> like five days to make less money than that, yeah. that I can make now in, if, if we're, when the trade goes our way in, in seconds, right? That's a 40 hour work week. I don't care. I don't, I'm not trying to be the richest person to ever do this, right? If I can see money like that, I'm taking it. I used to wear steel toe boots. I, um, used to get paid like weekly and shitty money so when i see that i'm just programmed to take that i'm never greedy and i i'm blessed making that type of money i don't try to be like oh i want to make three grand i want to make four grand i want to make five grand i'm good with what i'm making and if i can make four figures in a move guess what my computer's closed i'm done for the day yep i don't care you, you gotta be satisfied you gotta be satiated yeah if not you will just give back all your gains. Exactly. That that's just gambling already. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, like, that's the hard demon to fight too. Is the gambling. You're yeah. gonna want to do it. Yeah. I, I researched like the other day. I'm like, how many trading days are there in a year? Mm -hmm. And there's 252 trading days a year. Mm -hmm. And that that gives so much opportunity because the market's right. open almost. No idea. It, it's like almost every day. 
9.30 to 4 o'clock and yeah. so much opportunity. Mm-hmm. And as you said, beach time, relaxation, family time right after. Like, how much do you need? That's the problem with traders. They, mm-hmm. they, they divert themselves into gamblers. Yep. Like, and, uh, and a lot of them don't realize the more capital you have is the less risk you take. Yeah. When, when me and Dimitri, for instance, for Dimitri sure. and I, we're going in with tiny bits of percentages to our accounts. Right. So if even if we lose, if, even if we let those contracts go to zero, it's not it's not going to hurt us, it's not going to make us lose sleep. It's obviously going to piss us off. But a lot of people with 25 plus K accounts, six figure accounts, they're hitting same days. They're hitting day uh, two days out. The more money you have is the less risk you have to take. You know, what yeah, I mean? like like the ultimate goal is to be able to buy shares of spy. When you're able to buy a few thousand shares of spy, you can make a few grand in a move. Yep. You don't need to do options. You don't it, instead of buying 10 contracts that are 80 cents, buy 10 contracts that are $5. You can hold longer, you can know when you're right or wrong immediately, right? So you get out for a tiny loss. That's the way to go. Yeah, I'm I was just you. about to say that uh like on Friday we hit at such a critical level mm-hmm. where I did want to put a lot of money into like a swing trade, mm-hmm. but I didn't even do it in an option. I, yeah. I did it in a, a triple leverage. Yeah, exactly. We both got stock. It. Yep. It's a SP, SPXS. Exactly. That's like a put option basically, but mm-hmm. it's in shares mm-hmm. and there's no decay. Yep. It's pretty safe. Safe as anything. You're not going to make as much as obviously in options. Yeah. But, but it's safe money. When you have big money, you take less When risk. you have a little bit bigger chunk of money exactly. where it's just sitting in your brokerage account, yep. I might as well. I'll swing that. But swinging options, that's like another rule of mine. I really don't swing options. Mm-hmm. It's very dangerous. Unless it's like yeah. I have like full conviction and mm-hmm. the cycle we're in is crazy bearish. Yeah. I'll swing options, but they're going to be safe options. Oh, yeah. Like six months out. Yeah. They're going to be very safe options. So we did in January, February, March. Oh, yeah. We, we both it. made the most amount of yeah. I made more money in those three months than I've done from then till now. March to now. Yeah. In just those three months. But swinging is very dangerous, guys. If you want to swing, mm-hmm. focus on SPXS. Yeah. If you're if you're bearish on the market, if you're bearish on the market, stock market, if you're bullish, it's a L towards the end. So yeah. SPXL, they're both triple leveraged. Mm-hmm. It's good returns. If you want to go full port, full port on those. Yeah, never sure. full port on swinging options, yeah, guys. Because you can cut it immediately with a tiny. You loss. will get destroyed. Yeah. Plus, you could trade those. I think from 7 a.m. to like 8 p.m. Yep. Depending on your broker, I think exactly. even on Weeble you could trade it on 4 a.m. A big pre-market move. Yeah, so out. a big pre-market move, you're done for sure. You could just hold it. You could swing it before Powell talks. Usually, I, what is it called? Not Powell, but the CPI data and stuff. So yeah. if you want to swing trade, swing trade those. Yeah, I but agree. never swing trade options. Yeah, I agree. once again we went off topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so much information. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the podcast guys are gonna be a lot more structured. We're just this is the first one. We're just getting the feel of it. And, um, yeah, we're going to have uh, specific topics per podcast coming up. We're going to try to be a more consistent with this, hopefully uh, two a month, two or three a month. Yeah. Another good question is uh, how do you decide which option contracts to trade? Which criteria do you use for selecting specific options? So uh, I'll take over this one. Yeah. I personally like to trade zero dates in the money. But I do look at the IV mm-hmm. because market makers likes to like to fuck retail traders. And yep. like even when the market opens, you could have the zero dates as a high IV. So SPY usually trades at a average IV of 13, 14 IV. What IV means is that they jack up the premium prices. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say if Powell's going to talk at two o'clock, mm-hmm. they could jack the IV to 20. Yeah. That means that the contract will be double the price. Jeez. When the contracts are double the price, you will need four to five candles to move. Mm-hmm. In a normal day, the same return what you'll have one to two. Yeah. So you'll need to hold longer. And once the IV goes down, those contracts are just going go like, to shit. They're yeah. just going to like deteriorate immediately. Mm-hmm. And retail traders don't know that. You got to look at the IV, especially if you're going to do uh, swing trading. 
before uh, earnings days. Yeah. Oh yeah. They jack up the IVs. That's gambling too. I don't even. That's like, crazy gambling. I don't gambling. even promote that. I don't. I don't like doing that. Yeah. Me personally, I don't like taking the risk. Yeah. I on the news, right? I got burned way too many times. Too I don't. Well. I don't play headlines. I play trend lines. Yeah. So. You so gotta look at IV. I personally like a nice delta. Like my minimum delta is thirty. Yeah. Um, delta means basically for every point, like if you're buying spy at four forty. Yeah. Uh, and your contract is worth a dollar, and spy is at four forty one. If the delta is at thirty, your contract is gonna be thirty points higher. Mm -hmm. So it's gonna be a dollar thirty. So that's thirty bucks more of a contract. So the delta, it it is basically the speed. Of the money that you're making yeah um i'm gonna we're i'm not gonna go like crazy in debt of what delta gamma the the yeah. theta we'll is put some videos out but for uh that we're gonna we're gonna put that as an educational thing but usually in the money contracts for me yeah and i always look at the iv you yeah. gotta you guys gotta google spy average iv if you're trading tesla you gotta google tesla average iv make sure you record that like put it in your brain or put it on a paper mm -hmm. right next to your laptop or computer and trade an average IV. Sometimes you can, you could, what is it called? Make IV to go like for you. Yeah. But that's like a different discussion mm -hmm. where like if spy like is like really elevated in a, during the day and then it just drops Yeah. and on put options, the IV is super low. It could be at nine. And then when it crazy drops, the IV just goes up Yeah. because spy does run on VIX. So mm -hmm. I, it's a lot of info, but we will yeah. definitely make educational courses on that. Sure. But um, what contracts do you like buy in? So like? as I touched on earlier, it all depends on what key level I'm playing. Yeah. Where I made it five to five minute, 30 minute daily. So that's how I usually go by the dates. Um, I usually stick. If if spy is trading at 440, if we are under uh four uh 441 i'm gonna be buying 440. okay like for a call for instance deep in the money yeah yeah deep in the money for calls so whatever it's trading at i'm buying that dollar for calls uh and puts it all depends um if i'm doing a same day right um when i trade same days i don't like trading same days that are 30 40 cents i like when they're above a dollar so i'll find a contract that's above a dollar that's how I trade. It's just more comfortable for me, right? Um, yeah, yeah. You, you could get burned less like that. It's very conservative approach, yeah. yeah. That's, that's how I do it. People are like, why are you going so safe? Because I've realized, man, contracts, if they're cheap, there's a reason why they're cheap. They're going to go to zero. Right? There's a reason why. Remember that, guys. If you see even intraday, not even um, same day, if contracts, calls, or puts are very cheap, you're like, what the hell? This is four days out. There's a reason. Pay attention to that. You have to pay attention to that. Yeah. Let's go through another question. He has a really good question, Ryan. Yeah. Can you guys explain your risk management approach, including how to determine your position sizing and set stop loss levels? Okay, so I'll start. So my risk management, my stop loss is 20 cents on my contracts uh, of a full-size position. So if I usually go in with 100 contracts, so every trade I enter, I'm risking two grand. Whether I start off with 25 contracts or 50 contracts, not like uh, a full size position, but regardless of how I size in, my stop loss is two grand. Okay. And you should be able to know by then if you're right or wrong. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Buying safe contracts. So that's what I like to do. I like to have the number set. Some people use percentages. Me, um, if I hit 100 contracts, I know 20 cents down is two grand, right? If I hit 50 contracts, same shit right so that's how i do it what do you do for my stop losses it's more on the levels or like where we are mm -hmm. like as i said earlier like pre-market levels mm -hmm. like i just put like a line on the chart and intraday if we get to that pre-market as close as possible yeah i'm hitting puts yeah i'm gonna hit puts i'm gonna see if it's collapsing if it collapses, i take my money if it's not collapsing and it actually goes above my line i'm out Mm -hmm. I'm not hoping. I'm not praying. Yeah. I'm not doing anything. I'm out. I cut. Yeah. Same thing Smart. for like VWAP. If we're below VWAP mm -hmm. and we hit VWAP, I'm hitting puts. Yeah. Because usually VWAP is very big resistance or support. Depends where it is. Yeah. Exactly. So either the opposite, like if we're going down and it hits VWAP from the bottom. Yeah. I'm hitting calls. 
if it breaks via I'm out yeah vice versa so mm -hmm. for me it's more of levels yeah and that that's what I do I don't really hope I don't really look at the dollar or the contract amount because it's just it's such a small little amount yeah because I, I, I like to go either the top of the level or the bottom of the levels my supply and demand zones and like my key levels mm -hmm. so it's just instant instant I don't hold losers long I don't hold winners long yeah I agree so let's look at a different question how do you guys handle market volatility and sudden price swings which are common in option trading oh, I'll answer this this is very easy um, I just don't trade yeah I do not trade also I, I do not trade that FOMC days don't I don't trade it. I don't touch I don't care I, I could just look at the computer that requires discipline guys also like it's, yeah. it takes years and a lot of money to <laughs> for me to waste but yeah. I could just look at a chart and just not trade all day yeah because I've been we've been both been burned more yeah. than we made money trading those so from our experience we just don't trade it yeah that's all you could so I know a lot of professional traders too that still like and they enjoy uh, entering those and still trading that but for me it's not worth the risk I'm not a gambler I'm a, uh, I'm a business right so yeah this I, is a business you got to think about uh always paying yourself without money a business cannot be successful so that's how you have to look at it so there's another member his name is simple jack shout out to him mm -hmm. he writes uh he wrote do you find that the more amount of layers you add onto a trade the better the outcome example uh, key level rsi volume so i'm guessing he's like saying indicators or something um layers onto a trade say that again do you oh. find that the more amount of layers you add onto a trade the better the outcome example oh, like key the, levels like, rsi volume etc got you i understand for sure because all you want the most confirmation possible to enter a trade you want all the stars to align for getting into a trade whether you you what regardless of what indicators you use yeah. like for me the only indicators i use are emas and uh mas right moving average lines yeah. that's all i do so if i if we get a big overreaction to the upside like say we have a line at 440 and we're below that and we have a big move through my ema lines and we hit my major key level that that gives me even more confirmation to even hit a, a heavier size in that play right so yeah uh the more tools you have in your belt is the more beneficial because that is gonna make you have way more confirmation you want confirmation before entering a trade so whatever you have is more confirmation to get in. Yeah. So I, sure. I, I do use whatever you want. Use a hundred indicators. I don't, as long as they all line up at that key level, you're most likely going to make money. Yeah. You know what I mean? The more that are on that side, you're going to, you're going to be more profitable. I sure. like indicators a lot. I use a lot of indicators in trading view. Um, I could give you guys a free one right now. I like the cloud indicator. It's called Ichimoku cloud. Ichimoku cloud. It actually develops like, 30 minutes after the price action and sometimes it could develop to a green sloping up or it could develop into a flat when it develops into a flat that means price action it's not going anywhere mm -hmm. and it's usually a leading indicator sometimes they're lagging but like let's say if the cloud is huge and it's sloping up and it's green do not do puts yeah. and vice versa where the price action is going down and the cloud is just sloping down to the red side and it's wide do not do calls there's a lot more bids going to the bearish side Correct. so i do a lot of indicators one of my favorite indicators is on trading view it's a volume indicator mm -hmm. so the volume indicator like once you see like a little bit of red or a little bit of green it's going to develop higher yeah and the price action it's just going to explode to each mm -hmm. side so i like the volume indicator i like the cloud indicator i like the emas yeah I structure my EMAs a little bit differently mm -hmm. than what you do. Mm -hmm. I will show you guys. It's like more of an intraday basis, but um, definitely indicators are leading or lagging. Yeah. Um, there's another good thing that you can check out. It's uh, flow, like um, like order flow, order flows. Yeah. So I know there's like a lot of like websites. Mm -hmm. I like to use uh, black box stocks. Yeah. So if you go on spy, you could check what the big money is doing yeah so that's a good indicator for me like if big money is buying puts at that time or if big money is buying calls mm -hmm. it just helps it doesn't like make me use the decision of hey i'm gonna buy puts or calls mm -hmm. it's just a little bit of a guidance yeah. but as you say 
sometimes they don't work sometimes they work they're indicators exactly. yeah that's why i stick to the major thing i stick to guys is key levels because yeah what a key level is is the history of spy spy has shown us on the other time frames big bounces or big rejections price action right it's the price action yeah. we know where spy has sold off previously we know where spy has bounced previously this is why i stick to those key levels at all times and anything else on top of those key levels it's just extra confirmation my ema lines around that level extra confirmation okay the price action whatever you decide to use it's more confirmation but as long as you're playing a key level and you you know you are buying a level that you have previously in spy have big rejections from or big supports from that's like pretty much the easiest way to trade it's just looking at the chart where have we bounced from before and where have we held support when this level used to be a support and then we made it resistance how much downside did it have when this level used to be a resistance and we made it support, how much upside was there? And that's how you were able to calculate the moves. History repeats itself. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no. Yeah, that's pretty much uh, my two cents for that. Uh, another member, Boston1017, asked, uh, how do you estimate your pre-market analysis? So, I think I did touch upon that. So, on a pre-market analysis, like, the easiest way is I go on a 30-minute chart. And I just see the high of day, I draw my line. Mm -hmm. I see the low of day, I mm -hmm. draw my line. Mm -hmm. And that's it. <laughs> Literally just like, that's it. Don't even like, keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it very simple. Once the market starts, see what direction it goes. Mm -hmm. And if it's going all the way up and it's hitting your line, go on the opposite direction, go hit puts yeah. or calls. So it really depends on what you want. But pre-market that's all i do yeah so for me i keep my key levels the same as the previous day and i also have a journal of all my key levels from 460s all the way to 350. all my key levels are in there so i keep the levels on from the previous day if we gap up higher or gap lower that's when i go in my book oh we're at 438 uh 20 okay i'm gonna put a line here or we're, we opened lower okay 436 blah 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 put a line there that's all I do. Nice. I keep it very, I don't overcomplicate trading. A lot of people want to overcomplicate it. Play what SPY is showing you. Play what history shows you, right? Which level has the biggest pullbacks or the biggest supports? Yeah, right? I journal previous closing prices and the gaps. Yeah. They usually do like retrace to those levels. Exactly. Yeah. So 100%. Keep it simple, man. Keep I think Gundy said it. Kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Like it's, you got to follow that. 100%. Uh, Alan actually just asked the question six minutes ago. For portfolio management, how do you determine your stop loss prior to entering a trade? Do you make the determination based off failed candlestick or is it uh, strictly by percentage base? Also, I heard a lot of week, uh, I heard a lot this week about liquidity across London, Japan, US. Is this the same using volume profile or order flows? So, so we, we already yeah. touched on that. Yeah. Right. So we did the touch on that. So stop losses. I don't believe in stop losses. I yeah. think that's how the market makers fuck us because market makers can see everything. Yeah. Everything. Like when we get into a trade, they see it. When mm -hmm. we come out of a trade, they see it. Mm -hmm. If our, if like our, um, if we have like a limit order for a future, they see that. Yeah. So same thing for stop losses. If we have a stop loss, they see it Yeah. and they're going to fuck us. They're going to do anything possible to get us out of the trade. Yeah. So I have a mental stop loss. Like, as I said earlier, if my level breaches and that candle closes, mm -hmm. on the, I, I usually look at the one minute. Mm -hmm. On the one minute, one minute, if it closes on the key level, I'm out. Mm -hmm. I don't hope. I don't hold. I don't care. Yeah. Sometimes it's a fake out. If it's a fake out, I immediately go back in as a market order. Yeah. And it usually works like yeah. that. But the market sees everything. Yeah. So I don't like stop losses. I only do mental stop losses. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, it's like what we were saying before. I was saying before, guys, is I have my, my – I already know my risk before I'm entering that trade. Yeah. So whether you want to do a dollar amount – a percentage amount or a level on the chart that it all depends on your type of trading strategy right a dollar amount for me may not work for you a percentage a 10 percent loss for you 
is massive to be a 10% loss. I'm not taking a 10% loss, right? So it all depends on what contracts you're buying and it's all pre-planned. Know your entry, know your exit before you click buy. If you're buying in a put and you say, okay, if it breaks pre-market high, I'm getting out because it's gonna push higher, hypothetically, right? Just, or whatever the situation is. So I have it pre-planned, it's, it's very easy. And uh, sometimes you may get faked out. It may just hit your exit or your dollar amount or your percentage amount. And guess yep. what guys, it's gonna go your direction. You don't FOMO, you don't get back in, you let the play go without you. You either got in too early, you sized in too heavy to start off with, or you didn't wait for the best level to buy. And if you did all of those and got stopped out, then it wasn't that good of a play. Yeah, right? So. Never FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, let's wrap this up. Yeah, I'd just like to uh, thank uh, you guys for watching. Uh, uh, some of you guys may know Dimitri and I started a Discord, guys, and uh, we got some big things coming there. So keep an eye out for that. The link will be in the bio if you'd like to join. And uh, yeah, this is our first podcast, guys. So thank you go, very much. Yeah, go thank easy you guys on for us. coming. Yeah, awesome. th thanks for having us. I appreciate yeah. it. And uh, next one will probably be in uh, Toronto. Oh, I can't wait. Toronto, man. Montreal, or Florida. Definitely. So thank you guys for watching. Yeah, big thank things you coming. Guys. Yeah, big things. Everyone take care, and we'll see you guys hopefully in two weeks. See you later. Stay green.